Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. We got some spring football to talk about, Jared. It is starting. It is going. We got a month of spring practice coming up. Jared, how excited are you about that? I'm pretty excited. I don't know how the football players are. I sat outside yesterday, and it was like 80 degrees, and I'm thinking, whew. I would not want to be in pads doing this, but, um, you know, we didn't have it last year. Um, so I'm glad they're able to do it this year and good to be talking about football again, sir. How are you doing? Right. I'm doing great. I mean, I was just thinking back to, I mean, we're in the middle of, uh, well, in middle, middle of March now. And I was thinking back to last year, of course, when everything started shutting down and thinking, okay, cool. We may just not get some spring practice, but we may get, you know, some sort of weird summer kind of spring spring practice but in the summer i don't know and of course none of that ever happened and we had to only go to the fall practice which uh for a, a team that you know has been under essentially most of the same coaches except for um, the new offensive coordinator last year it, it seemed like we'd be okay um i know we had our struggles um but i really think you got to have a spring practice and uh, Brian Harson has said the same thing. You got to have a spring practice, especially with a new head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Most of the assistants are new. And uh, we do have some veterans on the team, which I do feel better about. They know how to handle themselves, already have established themselves as leaders. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this year, um, what we, we get out of spring practice, um, who will emerge. Um, and then, Come a day on April seventeenth, we we'll get to see some some of these new Auburn Tigers um, and some of these new transfers that are coming in, and uh, see how they could potentially make a big impact uh, on this Auburn team for the next twenty twenty one season. Um, so Jared, we've got fifteen total practices coming up, and uh, kind of the cadence for this, if you're uh, trying to keep up with what's going on, we're gonna have fifteen practices um, over the next month. And uh, that'll culminate with a day at the very end. Uh, But the weekly schedule will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then we'll also have a Saturday practice. Um, And that'll be the normal weekly cadence for that. I think they're taking off for a quote-unquote spring break, even though I think Auburn doesn't have, at least on their university schedule, a real spring break this year. So um, that'll be good to see a little bit of a break in there. Um, And then in between Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, they're going to have a Tuesday, Thursday, where they'll have like film sessions and uh, maybe some walkthroughs of different plays, just to um, maybe not full contact or anything, but getting the players acclimated. I mean, you got to do that. Um, Jared, what are you thinking? What What are you kind of looking forward to with with this uh, new coaching staff? What are you, What are you kind of expecting to get out of this? 
I really don't know. I don't know how it compares to, you know, Gus's spring practice as far as structure. Um, I think I it's pretty similar. Kinda, I guess it's kind of, yeah, I think I think it is too. I, I think they were saying there's not going to be a big, uh, uh, they'll stray a lot from what we were doing. I do like the concept, and I don't know if we did this, of taking a break to watch film um, so that we can go back and, you know, try to correct some of the issues, you know, before the next practice. I think that's a big deal. You know, we don't think about spring being a huge deal. We're like, oh, just let them get out there before fall and we're good to go. But -hmm. this really is when they start building that depth chart. And when they got the depth chart, you know, kind of set, they can then start focusing in on those starting players and working with them even more throughout the summer of, hey, you know, this is how you hone your craft and um, here's how we're going to do things. So it kind of does help. At this point, everybody's available. You yeah. need to kind of limit that down a little bit to who's going to who's going to really be your starters. Yeah, and and I think that kind of leads me into my next thought of uh, I, I think Harson's probably going to say pretty much every position is open. I mean, will it really be open? Eh, maybe not. Like I'm thinking about quarterback as much as Bonix has had his struggles. I, I just don't see anybody behind him taking over that that QB1 position at least from game 1. Maybe if Bo struggles and continues to struggle throughout the season, maybe we see a different starter like Demetrius Davis. But I think for the most part, we're going to get positions uh, that are open. So spring practice is a big moving time for players, especially the new ones. They're, they're going to come in and want to make an instant impact on this team. They're going to try their hardest uh, to come in and play hard and uh, show the coaches what they got. So uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of movement, but I don't think overall – we're going to be like, oh, wow, like uh, Tank lost his starting position. No, I don't think that. Like, I, think I was about Tank to say, I know, one position. <laughs> I, I know one position. Harsha can say what he wants, but there's one position that is in no question. Um, and that is uh, offensive. T- I'm kidding. That's Tank. <laughs> the offensive tackle. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I uh, couldn't help myself. Yeah, that's Tank. You're right, though. Other than that. Uh, and he's gonna he's not gonna say that he's gonna push Tank, but there's no way. I mean, if Tank's healthy, he's starting. But um, yeah, you're right. I think Bo starts as well. I think if a grad transfer had somehow come in, I think you might could have seen a, a scenario where probably still Bo's job to lose. But um, he needs to be a little careful, you know. Already right, got a grad transfer, like the guy from Oregon. If he would have come, um, nothing against uh, uh, Demetrius Davis, and you know he broke records and in high school out in texas but Mm -hmm. um just true you just don't usually start a true freshman unless you really have to yeah i mean that that was kind of the case i mean you look back at auburn's track history it was uh at least 20 years uh previous before bo nicks that we did we actually start a true freshman um if not even further so uh, i mean just from a most uh coaches will not start that true freshman if they've got a more veteran season guy and Bo Nix has the experience of playing in the SEC now for a couple years um, and I think can handle it. Um, it's just a matter of now switching over to Mike Bobo and Brian Harson and what they want to do on offense. Can he make that transition? And uh, I mean, the, I think the big word that comes to mind right now is develop into the guy that we think Bo Nix can potentially be. We've seen it in spurts, obviously, uh, but can he do that consistently? And, and, get Auburn up to like the 10 plus win seasons that we're hoping for. 
um, with especially with Bo Nix at the helm, uh, can that happen? Well, and I think just by design, um, you know, this offense is going to have some more intermediate passes. I mean, we could we could talk all day about Gus's pass game, good or bad, but or schemes. I think this offense is just going to by design be a little more pro, have some more intermediate passes. So, regardless, we, I expect the offensive line to be better. But even if they're not, you have to think he's going to have more options. Mm-hmm. that don't require as much time and much offensive line protection. So you would expect him, even if the O-line was 0% better, you would expect him to be more effective and efficient this year just from the standpoint of um, there's just going to be more options that can be quicker passes. Um, yeah. You know, really, we you really we went down the field and not, not necessarily deep, deep, but we can went kind of down the field or we ran screen passes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's going to be a lot more shorter options. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping. Um, because if we want to improve uh, as an offense, you have to have all of the different levels. And we would, you know, throw long, you know, a few times in a game, mostly short. We'd have a handful of like intermediate routes, but you got to be pretty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking of the word camouflage with things like make it look like we're going deep and then, you know, cut in and you got a 10 yard automatic ten, first down right there pass. And so it's like the the DBs and the safeties have to respect all the different kinds of routes that we could run. And I feel like they, they started to figure out a pattern of what we were running and it just made it hard on Bo Nix and it made it hard on the wide receivers to get open because they could predict fairly easily what was going to happen. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, a couple of guys that uh, I think, at least on wide receivers, since we're on that topic, uh, that we should definitely keep an eye on that really didn't have a whole lot of exposure last year um, as far as number of catches and yards and touchdowns, I think it's Kobe Hudson. I think leading off a guy that I think is probably going to be, if he's not the number one guy, he's going to be uh, very close number two. Um, because he, he's just got a uh, really good ability, um, and what we've seen so far. And, uh, if, if you've listened to, I think it was locked on Auburn podcast, they did an interview with Anthony Schwartz and he's been practicing with Kobe Hudson, uh, over the list last year. And, uh, he was telling us just how good Kobe Hudson is and just well-rounded he is. Um, are there any other wide receivers that Jared, do you think will stand out, uh, over the spring practice? I really don't know. Uh, I listened to the same podcast, and um, Schwartz was, I mean, immediately was Kobe. He's basically Kobe's the most ready-to-go wide receiver. And, you know, that's good. We didn't see a lot of him this year um, from a stand. I mean, just wasn't a lot of plays. He did good in the bowl game. I think he had a couple of catches in the bowl game. You know, I don't know. I don't. I, I always think wide receivers need to be tall, and they don't necessarily have to be. But I'm looking it up right now, and, I mean, he's he's one. So that's a decent size. Yeah. I tell you, the guy that, I mean, it's kind of hard not to at least be excited was what Elijah Canyon did, you know, really to a good defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, he caught that ball. He It was a kind of weird pass. He had to uh, adjust, catch it, stay in bounds, throw a guy off, stiff arm, and really just didn't. It, it looked easy to him. So th- that talent kind of is there. I think um, Schwartz even mentioned as far as, get off the line of scrimmage the best is Elijah. So mm. Elijah had the least opportunities because Capers really probably had the most. Um, and, and Schwartz mentioned Capers as well as being, you know, a good option. 
Um, but I tell you something I like, and I know high school video doesn't necessarily mean anything. I get that. Everybody's playing against different competition. But that kid we brought in, um, four-star receiver, I think out of Texas, I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's got a little bit of Seth Williams in him. Um, just Are you talking about, at, is it Malcolm Johnson? Is that, or is it a different guy? No, I think it's, a, it's, a, I don't know. Actually, it was the guy that just recruited this year. Like he's not, he probably, I don't know, unless he enrolled early, he's not even on the team yet. He was a part of this new recruiting class. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and he was a four star and I don't know what the competition he was playing against looked like, but it was, he, he's got a little Seth Williams in him. So I don't know, you know, true freshman Seth came in and made a big impact true mm-hmm. freshman year. So that's another guy to keep an eye on. Um, so, yeah, but I would say Kobe, everybody kind of keeps saying he's the most, like, ready-to-go receiver. Yeah, and, and one of the guys that, um, from that interview with Anthony Schwartz, uh, they he didn't even, I don't think he mentioned Shedrick Jackson, which I was kind of shocked about because Shedrick got a good amount of play time. He didn't get as many catches, but he was out there blocking. He was doing the dirty work of a wide receiver, um, and he, he did well. Um, and he's got, I think this will be his junior year. So I, I expect him to get some play time as well. Um, and maybe get some more, uh, opportunities to some, to catch some big balls, um, down the field. So how Presley, how Presley was the receiver. He's a six, three. He's from Arlington, Texas. How Presley. Oh, nice. I, so he, man, I like the he's, name. He's a four star. That's the guy I'm talking about. So keep an gotcha. eye on him as well. Yeah. Um, he may be one of those dark horses that we hear come out of the spring practice that you're like, all right, who's this guy? Who's this Hal Presley guy? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, and he's six three, you know, and I mean a receiver, that's pretty good size for six three. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be if you get too tall, it's hard to move, but that's good size. So I mean I maybe that's what reminded me of Seth. But anyways, yeah. it's the point being it's wide open. Yeah. Um, another position to just kinda tag team with that I was thinking about was tight ends and uh and I know over the last few years, well, really two years, we've been going after some tight ends and, and gotten a few. I mean, the one that sticks out in my mind is Brandon Frazier. He's six seven, uh, 270. And I'm is just thinking, tall? I don't know. I mean, it's only a foot <laughs> and something taller than me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a big guy. Yeah, and he's got good hands. I mean, if you're that big of a guy and you got good hands, I think red zone use him in the red zone um figure out a good way to use him um so i could see him kind of emerging potentially as our tight ends leader um even though we have other guys on the team that i think could potentially uh like uh jake Fromm's brother um is on our team i mean just like we have potential um it's just i want to see how they use that so maybe that's a question do what what do you uh, how do we use the tight ends this next year? Um, I, I think we'll use them. I just don't know who, how. Who's the yeah? Who's the guy that came in and played Wildcat every now and then? It was uh, oh yeah, JJ Pegues. JJ Pegues. So I mean, I don't know what we do with him. I mean, like I, I mean, he's you know, that's that's a big guy. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, from his standpoint, he probably would be, do better to maybe try to learn how to be like a defensive end or something because that his body and his athletic ability is just amazing. But if yeah. we can find a way to to make him a, a versatile tight end, that'd be awesome because he is he's a big guy. <laughs> you get him in any space, uh, the the DBs all they can do is go for the ankles. Like you're not going head up against a guy that's 300 pounds like JJ Pegues. Well, no, and you remember last year he had he hit like a spin move and I think oh, yeah. he leaped over somebody. I mean, it was I was like, oh my goodness, how do you even? 
I mean, that's just crazy for that size to be doing those moves. Right, exactly. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what what they, they do with him, too. I mean, I kind of lump him into, you know, just a versatile player that if they want to put him on the offensive line, I'm sure he's not good at it right now, but maybe if you <laughs> transitions, maybe if we need him. But see, at the same time, like, he seems so athletic that I'd almost want the ball in his hands, like, uh, to make something happen. Yeah, it's, he's definitely a player you can do something with. He's got a lot of athletic ability and a lot of God-given ability. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I'm with you. That Frazier guy, you know, the problem with him was he. I think he was hurt most of the year. He was, or, yes. Uh, yeah, so we didn't get to see him. I think he played in the bowl game, and I think Bo did go to him one time, kind of on one of those, like, Sal Canella, like, back shoulder in the end zones, and it was just a little too high. Yeah. Which is hard to be a little too high for that guy. Right. But that's, I think that's what you're going to be seeing. You're going to see, all right, red zone, throw it up. Only my guy can get it. Yeah. I mean, that, you got a DB that most of them in the SEC are, you know, six foot, six foot two, usually at the tallest. And going yeah. up a guy that's five inches taller than him that can jump, like, Brandon Frazier, I think that would be awesome. Uh, that, that puts advantage to Brandon Frazier like nobody's business. I mean, it's like Absolutely. putting Gronk out there. It's like Gronk's just going to do what Gronk does. And it's like Brandon Frazier, if he can, I mean, he's got the hands, he can do what he wants to do. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got some, there's some options there at least. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jerry, let's transition from offense a little bit. I know we're, we've, we'll have, I'm sure some of the answers uh, over the next few weeks uh, with how spring practice is going to go. Um, but let's talk about defense and what you think about uh, how we're transitioning from a Kevin Steele type defense, uh, which was usually like a four-two kind of uh, hybrid kind of system where they'll have the buck at the you know you can do whatever he needs to, to now potentially a three-four or a four-three kind of uh, transition to what Derek Mason does, um, which I think will be kind of an interesting mindset change for our defense a little bit, but. I'm not necessarily too concerned about this as far as transitioning. It may take a few games, but the way our schedule lays out, we've got four non-conference games. You know, we got Penn State thrown in there too. It's going to probably be our biggest game in that. But besides that, that's going to be our time to learn what to do on defense. And defense is a lot of, you know, what do you see and then react. And, you know, getting a few games under your belt before SEC play, I think is going to be really big for them. Um, but what do you kind of think we're going to see um, or hear about from the spring practice uh, under Derek Mason um, now that he's you know, switching from head coaching role at Vandy, focusing on defense at Auburn? Uh, what do you think that's going to look like? I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I know that they're going to be doing, like you said, going more to maybe a 3-4. I think that that's going to move like TD Moultrie is going to be more kind of probably in a semi-linebacker type role which is really where he came out of high school as a maybe a five-star at least a four-star guy so I think Mm -hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see like what does that allow him because he's always like an unto every year you hear he's got great potential yeah and it's just never been tapped into so is this going to be the year for him um really I think uh we're probably going to go from we may potentially I should say go from you know a a defense that got used to relying on the D-line with Kevin Steele to, with Mason and them, he's so good with secondary. Are we going to basically just lock everybody down, yeah. um, for, force them to run the ball? Um, 
And if if so, I mean, when Mason was out at Stanford, I think they had the number one and number two the two years he was D coordinator. They were like one and two in the Pac-12, and I know they were top ten one year in the country in mm-hmm. defense. So not a lot of film out there on him as a D coordinator, but the film we have. Pretty good. Put some guys in the NFL. One of them you may have heard of, which is Richard Sherman. So. Oh, goodness, yeah. I mean, that's a name that uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers fear because he's just he knows what to do. Um, and that that's one of those, uh, I think, secondary, I'm not as worried about. Um, I mean, we've got Roger McCreary, who's – I think of him as the, the leader of the secondary. Um, he'll be a senior – um, he, he honestly could have gone after this year, um, to the NFL. Um, there were some, uh, potential uh, drafts like the, you know, projections where he was going to go middle rounds kind of NFL draft, but he decided to come back and be a leader on this team. So, you know, there's already some buy-in from him. And, uh, I think that'll come, uh, with getting the other guys bought into this new system, um, under Derek Mason. Hey Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. Another one of the guys that I think could be a big guy for us on uh, on the defensive uh, secondary is going to be Nehemiah Pritchett. Um, last year, he, he numbers-wise was one of the best in the league. Um, he, he had so many uh, lockdowns where he just had uh, the guy, it was, if it was past him, it, the odds of them catching it were very small. Um, so we got to have those kind of players, and you got to think Derek Mason is licking his chops with – uh, even, even guys like smoke Monday who just has a, he knows where the ball's going. Um, so I think our secondary will be fine. Um, any kind of guys that you think might be new that we should, uh, talk about in the secondary that you can kind of think of potentially that may stick out. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess the, if I'm pronouncing it, uh, Dre Sean Miller from West Virginia. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think you off the, before this, you mentioned to me that uh, he led the Big 12 in pass breakups, and um, they were the Mountaineers were uh, number one secondary in the country, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. So, and he led them. So I think, and he, you know, he's coming in saying all the right things. He kind of wants to be a one and done. Like he, I think he may have more than one year potential because he didn't lose last year, I guess. But he wants to come in here, improve his draft stock, and go to the NFL. So he's not coming in here just to mess around. Yeah. Um, 
And what's what's crazy about him was he was the leading best uh, secondary player for the Mountaineers at West Virginia. So for him to come to Auburn, he he expects to make an instant impact because he would have had a significant role on that team um, if he had stayed with West Virginia. But I saw saw something else. He wanted to come to Auburn and play for Derek Mason, which uh, I'm very happy about. I mean, I think our secondary is going to be pretty solid this year um, because of him and the the guys that we already had. Sorry. Um, something about the secondary. You know, the, the league's moving more towards a throw the ball all over the place. I, I'm not going to pick on Georgia here, but Georgia, their last few games, struggled to run the ball, actually. Um, hmm. And one of them being against the Mississippi State. But they did not struggle throwing the ball. They were throwing for over 400 yards. So if Mason and them can figure out, all right, let's lock everybody down and force you to run, it it kind of sounds weird in the SEC. But if you can make that happen – yeah. The, the new thing is to sling the ball around. And if you go in there and your guys are locked down and you can't do that and you have to run, that's not what you've been practicing because all these O coordinators are being brought in to figure out a way to get receivers open and throw it around. And with Mason's ability, um, and the players got to do it, but we got some mm-hmm. talent there in the secondary. If they can lock them down, and you got to get pushed on the D-line, there's no doubt you can't guard a guy forever. But it could be interesting to watch, I'll just say that, because – uh, the new thing is to to get receivers open, have a ton of them, and throw that ball, you know, 40 times a game. And, um, you know, that's kind of Mason's specialty to keep you from doing that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's a interesting kind of change from uh, even, I'd say, like 10 years ago or even five years ago, if I'm being honest, like that it was a run-first SEC kind of offense that you would see. And then it transitioned pretty quickly over to – LSU's and uh, Tua's throwing the ball around so much, and that got that kind of changed the momentum of these uh, lower scoring games. Run it, you know, just beat the guys down on the offensive or defensive lines. Just you know, keep churning to hey, we're gonna hit some big plays. We may score in like two or three plays, and uh, if you can lock down the wide receivers and not allow those big plays, you got a you got a good chance of you know the. Linebackers and defensive line playing a role in stopping that run that the teams are going to have to go after. Um, One linebacker that I'm really excited about, and uh, I want to see how he does coming back, is Chandler Wooten. Um, So last year he opted out um, because of COVID and uh, didn't play last year. Sounds like he was able to still stay in shape and work out, but he's coming back this year. And uh, I want to see how he does, how he gets into that rotation. Because uh, coming into the 2020 season, I thought he was going to be that number two or number three kind of linebacker. Um, so he was, you know, sometimes starting, sometimes would be that next guy in for linebacker. Um, so I want to see what he does. Um, another name throw out there, Wesley Steiner. Um, he's new. A uh, guy that we just recruited, and uh, there's a lot of good talk about him and what he can do. So, um, especially with us having uh, more linebackers on the field that can, you know, sometimes blitz or uh, drop back in coverage or just you know, stop the run for that matter. Um, I think guys like Wesley Steiner um, should be able to do that kind of thing. Um, let's talk about special teams a little bit. Um, so there's not probably going to be a whole lot of change in special teams, at least from what I've um, kind of found um, with doing some research. It sounds like we got Anders Carlson plays kicking, doing kickoffs. Nothing new there. <coughs> it's probably going to be Aiden Marshall 
um, or now blinking on his name, the Australian guy. Um, and uh, it's going to be an interesting kind of thing with uh, punts. I mean, they may still go to it. We'll, well, I'll just have to see how that goes. Maybe that is a, a small battle. Um, who who will be our punter for next year? Let's hope we don't see them very much. <laughs> that would be awesome. Whoever wins the punting battle. That would be awesome. I mean, uh, if we don't see a punter during a game, uh, hopefully that means we marched down the field, scored a lot of touchdowns. Um, yeah. <laughs> that that would be a that would be a good way to have a fun season, especially a first year under oh, yeah. a new head coach. No um, but I think in special teams, the the one that I'm I think is completely open is punt returner. Um, we, we're going to have – well, we had all of our punt returners from last year. Uh, like Think about it, Christian Tut. Um, they left. They're gone. Um, we no longer have any. Um, so it's going to be an open field for whoever wants to take it. Um, and I'm, I'm just thinking maybe some fast guys. Um, and the one that sticks out to me is uh, Malcolm Johnson. Um, he's a wide receiver, but I could see him making a – you know, making a move, just make one move, make a guy miss, get up to speed real quick. I mean, that's what a punt returner, the best in the league, uh, do. So, uh, I'll be interested to hear who's taking those punt returns and uh, how they're doing. Two things. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we keep Tank at kick return because you know Gus might have been like, hey, you know, we're not great on offense. We're trying to manufacture anything here, and obviously he had some big runs and good success but you want to keep him healthy so what will harson and them's approach be to that number two i have no idea if christian tud is actually back on the team and if he is because you know he he was going pro then he was transferring and then the last i heard he was back (laughs) um do you know is christian tud on the team last i heard was no but okay Okay, uh, so maybe I shouldn't have said back. He did. He's not going pro. He did not transfer. But if he's back, he could be an option at punt return. He's done it multiple. He's done it several years. Um, yeah. I don't know that saga. I don't know where that ended. I just know he was going NFL, then transfer, and then he pulled out of the portal as well. So whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Like the the I'm just reading some of the headlines that uh, it doesn't sound like Tut really wants to come back to Auburn. So. I don't know why, but whatever his time was at Auburn, he's ready to move on um, either to a different college or maybe explore options of going to the NFL. That would be my guess. At least that's what it sounds like. So apparently he's not on our team. So forget what I – erase what I just said. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was just thinking I knew that that he had talked about two options, which he then – those never manifested or came about. So I thought, well, maybe he's still technically on the team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know about him. Maybe he does knows? come back. <laughs> I, I, who knows? I mean, it, it, you know, with the crazy past 12 months we've had, anything's, you may be our punt returner by the end of it. I don't know, hey, man. Jeff. I do have four years of eligibility, so, you know, put me in. <laughs> I did have one punt return I in do? high school, and that was terrifying itself. So I don't know if I could do that with 200-pound jacked people running at me. Nah, I, I think I'll yeah, pass. That's one of the that's one of the more dangerous jobs I've I get mad when they fumble, but I'm also like, how do they not fumble more? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, let's let's kind of round this out. I know we've kind of uh, talked about offense, defense, special teams, about what we're kind of looking forward to with uh, the spring practice. Um, and 
Brian Harson, the Derek Mason, Bobo, they're all going to have media availability, even some of the players um, throughout this spring practice. So um, I'm sure we'll hear, we'll, we're going to hear a lot of what's happening, but of course they're not going to share everything. Um, so uh, we're going to try to, uh, throughout the spring practice, bring you what we can hear and uh, what uh, stuff's going on. Uh, maybe get you some information about you know what's happening behind closed doors and uh, maybe some of the big plays that happen during uh, scrimmages uh, throughout the spring practice. Uh, but let's let's kind of round this out with uh, talking about other uh, Auburn players that either have moved on uh, and uh, went to the NFL, um, and then we'll, we'll I, I think this will be kind of interesting talk about. Uh, what what's happening with uh, our old man Les Miles and uh, you know what's going on there? Um, so Anthony Schwartz, uh, we've already mentioned his uh, you know he's you know looking at potentially uh, going to the NFL, being drafted. I, I mean, just looking at his speed, um, I think that's going to be very enticing. Um, in his interview, and, and I kind of want to get into this with you just for a little bit, just for a couple minutes. What do you think about his? uh him talking about the routes um and you know they run them running them in practice and uh them not necessarily running all of the different routes that they practice in a game um i think that was a, a little bit of a i mean i don't think it was a shocker by any means but something that you know us auburn fans were thinking you know we should be running a few more routes than we were um what do you think about anthony say, saying that about um what we did about uh in the last few years with uh running different routes um yeah i don't know i don't know what to make of that you know it's i could easily see so the theory is all right all right see i told you augusta i know how to do these routes it's a good thing we've moved on so i could see that argument i could also see the argument of the offense just did not work this year and we could not get in a rhythm and we did not have we couldn't we couldn't pass block enough nothing was working really so I could also see, all right, this was something we were going to build up to in a game. We weren't able to do that with the mm-hmm. protection, and and it just never manifested. Um, it is interesting to hear that, um, but you also got to think, too, and nothing against uh, Schwartz, but he's also in these interviews trying to tell people what they want to hear. I mean, that's what people do in interviews, and we may have run those routes once or twice, and you turn that into, okay, yeah, we did that a good bit, so I'm absolutely well prepared, you know, Mr. NFL team. So you mm-hmm. just never know. Um, I'm not saying he's not being totally truthful, but you, you know, I know a lot of people are making a lot of that statement. Um, and so I think it could be a, it could be a big deal or it could just be a thing of, Hey, we tried a few things. We never found the opportunity in the game to do it. Um, you know, he mentioned, um, Darius Slayton kind of knocking mm-hmm. down that, that wall. And this is all through the locked in uh, podcast. Uh, he mentioned Derek's Darius Slayton knocking through that wall. Cause there was a stigma with Auburn receivers that they did not know how to run, you know, the full route tree. And um, so he kind of gave Slayton some props because Slayton's going into the NFL and done really well. So hopefully that does lead to good things for Auburn. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's amazing. We always were getting four-star receivers. We got a four-star guy to commit this year without even a coach. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I I think we'll be doing fine. But it was an interesting comment. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I... I definitely get it over the last two years and us, you know, having a very patchwork kind of offensive line and uh, that, that kind of messes with the timing of everything. If the offensive line isn't providing enough uh, protection for the quarterback, the routes aren't able to develop. And then 
uh, Gus isn't feeling comfortable enough uh, calling those routes. So I just thought that was kind of interesting um, that uh, he brought that part up. Um, but, I mean, it's also him potentially marketing himself saying, hey, we ran these routes. I know how to run them. And uh, I'll show you uh, whenever we do our drills, I'll show you how to run them. I've, I know how to do it. Um, and, I mean, it, to him, maybe that's a, you know, not in his way. Hey, you know how to run them. Uh, now you got to do it uh, for well, us. Well, and I want to be clear. I'm not calling out Schwartz saying he's not telling the truth. But we've all, everybody's done this. You you did one or two things at a previous job. And when you go to an interview, oh, yeah, we I, I've done that all the time. Yeah. So you just never know, you know, what was really going on in practice. But um, it is a little interesting if we were running more complex routes in practice and not in the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, another player that uh, previously was at Auburn, Cam Newton. You've probably heard of him. And uh, he's going to be staying with the Patriots over the next year. He's got a one-year contract uh, with incentives up to $14 million and a pretty good payout for him uh, considering I think his deal was, what, like a million and then you know a ton yeah. of more incentives on top of that for this last year. So uh, he, he, he did pretty well for himself. <laughs> yeah, he's doing all – yeah, he's doing, he's doing all right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, then he's got his, you know, Cam Newton brand and sponsored by everybody that can potentially he wants. So uh, he's got he's got some good stuff coming his way. Um, let's talk very briefly about Les Miles, and we'll get out of here. Um, so if you haven't heard, Les Miles got fired from Kansas. Uh, there was a NCAA investigation, and just you know things started heading south for him pretty quickly. Um, it all kind of started back when he was at LSU, um, and uh, it ended up, you know, his job at Kansas. They decided, yep, it's not worth it. Um, you're going to get fired, and uh, they did. They actually, I think, even fired their athletic director. I think so. I mean, there were some big repercussions from that, um, but it just got me thinking. Like Auburn was his last SEC loss. How does that feel? Like that just makes me excited. Like I'm just like, hey. <laughs> the Mad Hatter, we beat him. Uh, that that was his last loss in the SEC when he was coaching at LSU. So I don't know. I kind of feel good about that. That's a that just that all unfolded real quick. Yeah. Um, and then trickled over to Kansas. So yeah, it's uh, that's that's crazy, man. I don't know. It sounds like sounds like a lot of a lot of things were going on there. So um, and I don't know all the details about it, but. Um, yeah, they, they got rid of him at Kansas and got rid of the athletic director at Kansas, man. That's a, I mean, that's going to be a really crazy rough transition for less because I mean, I did have, I do have respect for him as a coach. I mean, he was able to do some really good things at LSU, um, and, uh, did it all while eating grass and doing crazy stuff that he was always known for <laughs> just oh, being yeah. the Mad Hatter, but yeah, he's, yeah, that was always crazy. He, he, he used that for advertising because he was on college game day one time yeah. eating grass. Yeah. <laughs> um, became kind of his calling card, I guess. It kind of was, yeah. Um, all right, Jared, any other final thoughts about the spring practice and uh, anything else about that? No, not really. I mean, one other thing, I know we've talked a lot about that interview with Schwartz, but um, I did want to mention, uh, I think I'd be, you know, not doing – uh, my job if i didn't bring up his comments on tank just because tank is such a special guy and he you know they asked him is is he legit and he was like you know if he stays healthy uh, he's going to be up there with Bo and mm-hmm. cadillac and all those guys so um that's pretty promising they they said he said when when he first came into uh, practice last year 
Now, you got to keep in mind, I mean, he didn't have spring in no, summer practice. But when they got out there on the field, you know, people couldn't bring him down. And they were like, yeah, this guy's pretty special. You also got to keep in mind, Gus does not play too many true freshmen, especially at running back. Yeah. Um, that just tells you how good this guy is. Yeah. And, and one of the things that kind of encouraged me a little bit was Auburn's posted now at least two videos of Tank working out, and it um, it seems like he's in the weight room. And uh, that's kind of where it starts a lot of times in the offseason with building durability, um, which is the one of the main questions with him. Can he be durable enough to uh, withstand an SEC uh, slate like we're about to go through again? And uh can you do it and stay healthy um, for it? So I, I think this is kind of building him up and uh, hopefully him uh, be a little bit more durable this year so he won't have as many injuries. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? Uh, just find me on Facebook and Instagram under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?